Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello and welcome to this episode where I'm going to be talking about Christmas anxiety. And you might have noticed I've had a bit of a break from the podcast. I've been trying to move house and hopefully actually moving house at the end of the week and just getting a lot of episodes ready for January. So the podcast will be back to regular releases in January. I've got some amazing guests coming up. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Also wanted to let you know that I have a new free resource that I've made for you. And it's for those of you that struggle with high functioning anxiety. Now, you might have heard the term high functioning anxiety. You might have seen me talk about it on Instagram. It's basically anxiety where you might seem fine on the outside. Maybe you, you know, your work's going quite well. You've got a, you know, successful quote unquote home life and people wouldn't necessarily even know that you're anxious, but inside you struggle with self-doubt. You put a lot of pressure on yourself. You're a perfectionist. You beat yourself up about little things, you know, on a regular basis. So it's really where we are functioning well in our lives, but inside we might be really struggling. So I've made a workbook for high functioning anxiety and it's designed to help you to get really clear on exactly what it is that's holding you back the most. And then it guides you in how to make changes on the number one thing that you're struggling with and yeah, how to turn that around basically. So it's a really useful tool. Uh, the feedback I've had so far has been that it's, you know, really helpful. So you can grab it at karma, C-A-L-M-E-R hyphen, that little dash, you, Y-O-U.com forward slash workbook. Just pop your details in there and I'll send it right over. So let's get into the topic of Christmas anxiety. I think, you know, when I was researching this episode, I was really thinking about how there's so much pressure <laughs> for us all to have the same experience of a day. And when in the history of ever have humans all had the same experience of, of a situation? Like never. So this expectation that we should all be feeling peaceful, feeling Christmassy, festive, joyful, having amazing times with family and friends. You know, it's a really excessive expectation to put on ourselves that we're all going to have a great time at Christmas. So I think that's a really big one that I'll be talking about in this episode is like helping us to deprogram ourselves from the expectation, the weight of expectation. Because when our idea of what something should be like <laughs> and the reality, if there's a big chasm between expectation and reality, that's where we can make ourselves quite miserable. 
So if, you know, movies about Christmas or TV ads about Christmas are, are telling us the truth, then Christmas should be a time for snuggling up by the fire, having fun, playing games on Christmas Day, peaceful, gentle walks in the snow and nonstop magic. But I think most of us know that the reality can be very far from that. The reality can be arguing with people on Christmas Day, getting into debt, worrying about everything from what present you're buying people to will everyone get along to having to have all these social plans and see people and not wanting to neglect certain people to just feeling depressed, frankly. And, you know, the expectation that you have to be in a good mood on Christmas Day or around Christmas and that just being, you know, an impossible task. And let's face it, you know, this is happening in December. A lot of people struggle with the long days, the cold, and the fact that there's a lot of alcohol around at this time of year. We're maybe more likely to have late nights. We might be trying to finish projects for work so that we can, you know, attempt to switch off at Christmas. We may be traveling to see family. We're spending more money. So there's all these extra pressures and stresses at this time of year that we actually don't have at other times of year. And I guess you add to that the fact that, you know, a lot of us may be out of our normal routine at Christmas. You know, maybe you get up and meditate or you have, you know, your gym class that you go to or you like to go to bed at a certain time or you go to your yoga class or you don't normally drink And, you know, at Christmas, you might be staying with family out of your normal routine. You might be away from the things, the tools, the people, the routines that keep you sane and keep you calm ordinarily. You might also have a lot more to do, more social events, more shopping, Christmas shopping, food shopping, house tidying. And so all of these things can add up to us being out of our routine. And those of us, you know, who've hanged our anxiety will know that Routine is so important for giving us that sense of stability, for enabling us to include those tools that help us to stay calm. We might even, you know, give up our exercise routine. In fact, I've noticed this in the gym already. It started getting quieter because it's so easy to get ourselves into this mindset of like, oh, I'll I'll start exercising again in January. I'll do it in January, putting it off till then. And perhaps our mental health might be, you know, impacted in the meantime if we're not doing that exercise that helps us to stay calm. But that's one of the first, I guess, tips that I wanted to suggest when it comes to Christmas anxiety, and that is to try to keep up your exercise routine or try to include some kind of exercise or movement into your routine if you can. You know, doctors have been saying, the NHS says that if exercise was a pill, it would be the most cost-effective drug ever made. It really has such an impact on us, not only physically, but mentally. So my suggestion would be, if it's possible for you to come up with some kind of plan whereby you can continue or very gently start some kind of exercise around Christmas, even though your mind might be telling you, you know, put it off till January. It's it's pretty much the most important time of year, I would say, to be taking care of ourselves. And exercise is such an important way to do that. So whether you're going jogging around your your parents visit when you go back for Christmas or whether you're dusting out the bike from from the the shed 
whether you're finding some YouTube videos or someone on Instagram to take you through some quick and easy routines, exercise routines, doing some yoga, just having walks, find some way to include more movement in your routine and come up with a plan. You know, I think that's a big part of it. You know, can we be prepared for the fact that there may be temptations, we may be hungover, there may be a lot of demands on us, but what can we do to ensure that we try to keep up our routine and try to include some movement? And we all know the benefits of exercise. It's about burning off the adrenaline. You know, when we're, we're stressed or anxious, you all know this, but I'll say it again, your body's pumping out a lot of extra adrenaline and cortisol. And that adrenaline is designed to get you to run away from a threat, to run away from your mother-in-law or whatever it is. It's designed to get you to run away. And what a lot of us do is we don't use up that extra energy. It just hangs around and that can make us really tense. It can make us feel nervous. It's anxiety, essentially. We want to burn that up by having some movement, doing some exercise. We all know also as well that exercise helps us to produce endorphins. Endorphins are like nature's painkillers and, you know, physical pain and mental pain actually have a similar effect on your brain. The same areas of your brain light up when we're in mental pain as when you're in physical pain. So the think of the exercises as producing those adrenalines and helping you to, to soothe yourself from any mental pain as well. Plus, if there happens to be any sunlight, you know, that's always a good thing, getting some sunlight in your eyes, particularly in the morning, helps to balance your hormones, helps to regulate melatonin, which helps you to sleep better. So if you're lucky enough to live somewhere that has sunshine, I'm in Lancashire at the moment and it's not known for its sunshine, but whenever it is sunny, I make an extra effort to, to get outside and, and do some exercise, have a run, have a walk, whatever it is. I wanted to talk about diet stuff as well at Christmas because it's undeniable our diet impacts our mental health. And I I always feel a bit nervous talking about this because I think that the whole topic of what we eat has become so, I don't know what it's become. I don't know if the word is polarised, but it's triggering, isn't it, for some of us who may have had eating disorders in the past. But there is evidence to say that, yes, definitely caffeine increases anxiety. In fact, there's a certain dose of caffeine, if you have panic disorder, where it's guaranteed to give you a panic attack. So caffeine is one to look out for. Alcohol. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say that alcohol can make us feel relaxed and it can actually, you know, help us in the short term. But many, many people will find that alcohol will make you feel maybe jittery the next day, maybe a bit dizzy, lightheaded. You might feel worried about what you said or did the night before. You might be beating yourself up about that. And so alcohol can impact our anxiety as well. And potentially also sugar. You know, I'm not suggesting that you necessarily go on some kind of strict diet, but sugar, you know, it even says this on, I think I saw this on the Anxiety UK website, sugar could increase our levels of anxiety. And, you know, I have a degree in nutrition. That's what I did before I became a hypnotherapist. And so I do know, you know, something about this topic. And if nothing else, sugar can dysregulate our blood sugar balance. So if you're somebody that can get a bit shaky or jittery when your blood sugar level really drops, when we're having a lot of sugar, we have these sugar highs and lows. We get a spike in our blood sugar levels when we consume sugar. And then once your body has 
you know, done its best to lower those blood sugar levels, it can lower them too low and cause a blood sugar crash, essentially. And so we get these kind of ups and downs and that can maybe make us feel unsettled or shaky, maybe a little bit panicky when our blood sugar level goes low. So yes, it can have an impact on anxiety. So I'm not going to make a big suggestion about changing your diet. It's obviously going to be different for everyone. And if you have a history of eating disorders, I think we need to be really careful about, you know, cutting things out or anything like that. But just having that awareness that those things can impact your anxiety is, you know, and I'm sure you know that already, but I'm just giving you this reminder. So another thing I want you to really be aware of is anytime that you're saying, I must do this, I should do that, I ought to feel this. So being really, really aware of the musts, shoulds and oughts, because there's a lot of this around at Christmas, a lot of the expectations, a lot of us putting pressure on ourselves, a lot of um, I always remember when I was training as a hypnotherapist, there was this like joke. I don't know if it's like a joke within therapists or where I read this, but there's a saying, stop shoulding all over yourself and masturbating. I'm sorry, it's such a crap joke. Stop shoulding all over yourself and masturbating. When we put these pressures on ourselves, these shoulds, these oughts and these musts, it's not helpful. So if you're saying to yourself, I should be happy at this time of year, I must get everyone a perfect present. I ought to be in a good mood on Christmas Day. (laughs) Or I ought to be over my anxiety by now. Just hold those thoughts with a a degree of scepticism. Notice when you're saying those things to yourself. And you can question that and you can say things like, you know, who said I should, (laughs) you know, feel happy on Christmas Day? According to what must I, I do this? And just really questioning it and starting to create a bit of separation between those expectations and yourself, because very often they're just made up, made up things. You know, Christmas Day is a made up thing. It's a made up thing. You know, it's just another day, really. But we put all this societal pressure on this one day. And so there's no reason why you should enjoy Christmas, be happy, be over your anxiety, have a joyful time. It's actually a made up thing. Now, this episode of the Karma You podcast is sponsored by my five-day anxiety challenge. Now, this anxiety challenge is for you if you are a world-class overthinker and you find it hard to switch off at the end of the day. It's for you if your mind automatically goes to the worst-case scenario whenever you're doing something new or different, if you struggle with a voice in your head that criticises your every move, if you find it hard to be present because you're busy worrying and second-guessing yourself, or if you wake up at 5am with a racing heart, adrenaline pumping and a sense of dread in your stomach about the day ahead. In this five-day challenge, I give you a daily exercise that will help you to tune in to a calmer version of yourself. There's a hypnotherapy session in there to help you to feel calmer instantly. I'm sharing my favourite tool for releasing stress and tension from the body and lots more. Plus you get a special invite to invite your friends to do the challenge for free because sharing is caring and group support is invaluable. You can join the Anxiety Challenge today. It's $4.99 to join. You get to keep it forever and do it as many times as you want. You can head over to karma-u.com forward slash anxiety challenge all one word so that's karma-u.com forward slash anxiety challenge all one word I hope you like it so another thing I'm going to suggest is to have a Christmas 
detox and not a detox in terms of drinking loads of celery juice, a detox in terms of the media that you consume, the technology that you're using. Because if you're somebody that gets triggered by maybe other people's perfect Christmas decorations, seeing people's quote-unquote perfect relationship or children, their amazing house, the fact that everyone is having tons of fun and you're not. If you're prone to that sort of thinking, which let's face it, so many of us are from time to time, then taking a step back from social media, taking a step back from your devices could be a really good thing to save yourself that comparison and that FOMO. So I'm going to suggest unplugging and switching off from your computer, from your phone, from the gram, whatever it is, from your work emails. And I've done things like deleted the Gmail app on my phone. So I literally can't check my work emails unless I'm sat on my laptop. And that makes a big difference. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be steering clear of Instagram over the you know few days of Christmas to try to be in the moment as much as possible, to, to be with my family, to have some walks in nature, to forget about the outside world for a while. And trust me, the world will continue to turn. Life will go on without you being online and you'll probably feel all the better for it. And if you don't want to have a full digital detox, maybe you could do something like just having your phone on airplane mode, putting it in another room, just so you're less distracted, less tempted to come out of the present moment and maybe compare yourself or, you know, look at the news and, you know, remind yourself that the world is going to shit. Um, just give yourself that break. And at Christmas, if we can't have a digital detox at Christmas, I don't know when we can. It's probably the best time to do it. And then just notice how you feel. Notice what that's like for you. You know, anything that I'm suggesting, see it as an experiment. Try it out, see if it works for you. Maybe it won't, maybe it will, and maybe it'll be a surprising or interesting thing that you can employ more in the future. Another thing that I think is really pertinent at this time of year is the whole gift giving situation. And, you know, I had a few people message me when I'd asked on Instagram, what are the things that you're stressed about or anxious about when it comes to Christmas? This one came up a lot. So whether that is getting into debt because you're buying presents, putting stuff on your credit card, whether it is getting roped into all these secret Santas about, you know, with people that, you know, you don't really want to be having to buy gifts for, maybe it's, the stress or the the anxiety or pressure to buy meaningful gifts, perfect, thoughtful gifts. And, you know, this has been something that I have struggled with in the past. I remember one Christmas day where my sister, Olivia, who's very creative and is really good at buying thoughtful, creative gifts, had gotten my mum just this most amazing, thoughtful present. It was like, I picked this up in a market six months ago and it's got your favourite flower on it. And it was some kind of jug or something, really beautiful jug. And I'd kind of got her something (laughs) that was, you know, probably something that she just asked for. And I bought for her essentially, rather than being all creative and lovely about it. But the truth is, the truth is we can beat ourselves up about those things and we can stress ourselves out. But At the end of the day, we've got to ask ourselves, does it really matter? Is this really important? Is this worth me stressing myself out, making myself miserable for? Because as much as my mum liked that gift, to be honest, it 
wasn't a big deal in her mind and it was only really a big deal in my mind. So let's take the pressure off ourselves for things to be perfect. I think a lot of it does come down to perfectionism. We want things to be perfect. We, you know, but we might worry about what the person's going to think of us or we might worry about making the wrong choice for the present. But the reality is it's not nearly as important as you think it's going to be. And, you know, ask yourself this question, is this even going to matter tomorrow? Is it going to matter in a week? You know, is it going to matter next month? Probably not. It's probably not going to matter in a couple of hours, to be honest. And so, you know, can we let it go now? Can we let it go now? And please, I, you know, I feel quite, quite horrified by the thought of so many of us getting into debt, buying Christmas presents, getting into debt and worrying about being in debt and all the stress that comes along with that. You know, ask yourself, is there another way around it? Can you do a secret Santa instead? Can you opt out? Can you say, you know, I don't want to do gifts this year. You know, probably your bank account and the planet will thank you. Can you bake something? You know, there are other options other than us getting into loads of debt because that's not a nice, comfortable place for us to be in generally. And when it comes to buying gifts, can you aim for good enough? Can you just aim for good enough? It doesn't need to be perfect. And in fact, you know, this idea of perfection is such a myth anyway, because as humans, our nature is to be messy, imperfect, critical, <laughs> kind of a mess, basically. And so this idea that there'll be the perfect anything is just this unrealistic expectation that we put on ourselves. And just this reminder for the perfectionists out there that perfectionism is actually usually about it never being good enough. You know, we're constantly raising the bar. It's never good enough. It doesn't matter how quote unquote perfect something is, it's never good enough. So it's the it's the mindset that is the problem. It's not the gift. It's not the what's happening on Christmas Day. It's not how well your Christmas pudding turned out. It's the mindset of nothing is good enough. And so our mindset is what needs to change. Our mindset of embracing things as they are, embracing ourselves as imperfect, messy, beautiful humans and making the best of reality, making the best of what we have and who we are. Speaking of perfectionism, I wanted to talk also about people-pleasing. People-pleasing is like another kind of aspect of perfectionism in a way. It's got to do with us wanting to appear perfect in the eyes of others. And so people-pleasing is something that will come up a lot at this time of year. Boundaries, the topic of boundaries is something that will come up a lot. And, you know, we may have more times when we're with family, with friends, for this people-pleasing to come up and for our boundaries to be stepped on. So as you go into the festive season, I invite you to think about what it is that you want and need. I've had so many discussions about this with clients who don't know what their needs are, who don't know what it is that they really want. So in order to not burn out, in order to not get our boundaries stepped on, in order to overcome people-pleasing, we need to understand what it is that we want and what our needs are. So getting clear on that is the first step. So if you need more rest, you know, letting people know that you're too tired to go to that party or that event. If you're skint until January, let your running club friends know that you're going to duck out of the secret Santa this year. Don't be afraid to say no when it comes to your mental health and well-being. Those of us with anxiety 
you know, there's a high likelihood that you find it hard to say no and that actually you could do with saying no a lot more. Because, and I've said this before, I talk about this a lot in my book, The Confidence Solution. If you're constantly giving, if you're constantly trying to please other people, you're going to end up burnt out and resentful. And that actually doesn't help anyone. (laughs) If you're really resentful and burnt out, you know, you might think you're helping others and pleasing others, but actually, you know, that's going to have a negative effect on your relationship with the person or on your relationship with other people. And so putting yourself first is okay. You have permission to put yourself first. It's actually going to help everyone in your life when you do. So the last thing to talk about on this topic is family. And I think it was spiritual teacher Ram Das that said, if you think you're enlightened, go and spend a week with your family. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. Our families, you know, you might be lucky enough to have an amazing relationship with your family. You might unfortunately have a very challenging relationship with them. But regardless, even if you have a good relationship with them, there's chance, there's a chance, there's a high likelihood that when you're with your family, it's going to bring up your stuff. It's going to bring up all of your triggers. It's going to cause you to regress to being a 15-year-old again, because that's just the nature of our families. In fact, all of our old wounds from the past can get triggered by our family members, our insecurities. They can wind us up like no one else, can't they? So my advice on this topic is to come up with a strategy beforehand to avoid any family melodramas. So think about your triggers. Think about what triggers might come up with your family and then make a plan to tackle them. How do you want to deal with that situation? So do you know that it's you've got a three-day maximum staying with your mom before things get too tense? You know, is that something that you kind of know? And what do you need to do to ensure that you just stay for the three days and then get out, for example? Do you know that your sister gets really stressed at Christmas trying to do the cooking or looking after the kids and that in turn makes you panicky? In that case, can you make a plan to delegate tasks to the rest of the family, get people on babysitting duty, whatever it needs, whatever needs to happen to ensure that your sister can stay calm? Or do you usually get drunk and cry at Christmas after too much booze? And I'm raising my hand on this one because basically for years from my teens to my early 20s, I would guaranteed cry on Christmas Day, (laughs) guaranteed drinking Baileys, crying, having a, you know, a pity party of my own. And I'm not going to be drinking alcohol this Christmas. And so if this is you... Can you make sure that you have plenty of delicious alcohol-free drinks available or come up with some kind of plan to ensure that that doesn't happen for you this year? So just as a bit of a recap, to let go of your expectations, give yourself permission to feel however you feel. Christmas is a made-up thing. There's no shoulds, oughts or musts here. You feel what you feel. You're doing your best. You're human. And take some of that pressure off yourself Try to keep in your routine, exercising, you know, steering clear of alcohol, sugar, caffeine, if that's what helps you with your anxiety. Considering having a bit of a digital detox, giving yourself some time offline and rethinking gifts. Is there a simpler way to do things? Is there an easier way so that you don't have to get yourself into debt so that you can focus on getting good enough gifts rather than striving for perfection? Remembering that you can say no, remembering that it's okay to put yourself first 
And lastly, having a plan for those triggers that will inevitably come up when you're with your family. So whatever you're feeling right now and however your Christmas goes, I'm just wishing you the best. I hope that you get through it in the best way that you can or you can try to enjoy it in some way um, or indeed that you have a wonderful Christmas. You know, just wanted to include the whole spectrum of how you know you might be feeling right now. I'll be back with a podcast in January. I am wishing you a very happy new year, sending you lots of love and I'll speak to you soon. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Bretheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. 